Hi, I'm DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. Thanks for joining us today. This is the third teaching in our mini-series of midweek teachings that we're doing on joy and grief. Last week, we examined joy and grief as a biblical pathway to work through fear and anger. We saw how Jesus, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. He walked through that whole process for the joy set before him. Um, In the same way, today we'll be looking at the relationship between joy and grief and forgiveness and how, for the joy set before us, we can walk through a process of forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the most difficult things to wrestle with, at least in my life it's been. It's a daily process to walk through forgiveness, to receive it from the Lord and trust that he's given it, but also to give it freely to others. So before we go any further, before we open up the word, we're going to be looking at Colossians 3 today. Let's pray together and ask God to speak. Jesus Christ, we worship you as Lord and Savior. We thank you for your word. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you have so much to teach us. You are a rabbi. You are a teacher. So today we ask that you would continue to teach us about living a healthy balance between lament and sorrow and grief, as well as joy and celebration. And we pray that we would be a people of forgiveness, even as you have forgiven us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the verses that I have spent the most time in personally, just in my own prayer life and devotional uh, practices over the last couple years, uh, has been in Colossians chapter 3. There's a series of three verses here that I want to highlight today, starting in verse 12. I'm going to be reading from the ESV. The Apostle Paul says this, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So he's saying put it on like a coat, like a jacket. In another passage in Ephesians, he talks about putting on the full armor of God. This is another set of clothes that we have to put on in the Christian walk. Put on then these things, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Then he says, bearing with one another, and, and here's the key verse for us, verse 13, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This verse here in verse 13, I think this is one of the verses in the scripture that most puts us between a rock and a hard place. It says, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So we have to ask the question when we see this, how much has God forgiven you? Has he forgiven you somewhat, a little bit? Or has he uh, forgiven you completely? Well, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior who died on your behalf and you have a, a biblically grounded faith in Christ, then you're answering with a resounding, yes, God has forgiven me everything. It's not a half hearted forgiveness of God, it's a full forgiveness of God that we have in Christ. So we are to forgive others in the same way, which means that the forgiveness of God flows in us in such a way that we also fully 
forgive others. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it's often hard to forgive petty offenses, let alone real deep offense. There are some things and some people that both seem and feel unforgivable. And yet, here we are, stuck between that rock and the hard place by this teaching in Scripture. We must forgive if we have been forgiven. This is what brings us to the paradigm that we've been looking at, the relationship, the balance between joy and grief. I believe that honest grief helps us forgive. What I would suggest is that true forgiveness is actually impossible without walking through a process of grief for the joy set before us. Remember, Jesus endured the cross, despising its shame for the joy set before him. The cross is the means by which forgiveness flows in our lives. And so, it should come as no surprise to us that our process of forgiveness operates in the same way. For the joy set before us, we endure the grief or the pain of the offense, but with the hope of reconciliation. Sin cannot be dealt with if it is not acknowledged for what it is and for the pain that it has brought. This is an essential component of grief. To grieve is to look honestly at injustice, to sit with its emotional weight and consequence, and to not gloss over the pain that it causes us to feel. To lament is to both feel and cry out against injustice. To forgive someone who has offended us We must grieve the pain that it has caused us and the breakdown that it has caused in the relationship between ourselves and the offender. One of the worst things we can say to someone who has offended us is, it's okay. Or, it's cool. It's not. It's neither okay nor cool. But this is so often the reaction we give to someone when they say, I'm sorry. And then, I don't know, you can look at your own life do you have a reaction sometimes of saying, it's okay? It's not okay. That's the whole point of sin. Sin is not okay. Offense is not okay. But there are biblical ways to work through it. If you're following the notes here, you can look back at our joy-grief paradigm, the Venn diagram that we've been looking at, where we have grief on one hand and joy on the other, and at the intersection is where I believe that the Bible places love, a life of wisdom. I also think that's exactly where it places a life of forgiveness. Remember in Colossians 3, Paul joins the two together. He says, as you've been forgiven in Christ, so you also are to forgive. And then the very next phrase he says is, so above anything else put on love, which binds all things together. So love and forgiveness go hand in hand, and they are at the intersection, I believe, of grief and lament and joy and celebration. If you see that spiral there that's, that's drawn, that circle that's drawn uh, in the process of forgiveness, I believe that a process of forgiveness causes us to walk through both joy, which is our hope. So for the joy set before us, we endure the pain and uh, the things that we experience and feel. Um, But also we walk through grief. Honestly, we're sorrowful, just like Christ was sorrowful. We lament, we mourn, just like Jesus modeled for us. And it's in the process of both embracing joy and grief that I think we can walk through a healthy and holistic process of walking through 
forgiveness. So, to forgive, we must grieve. However, we do so because of our hope, our joy in Christ. We forgive, we go through a process of appropriate lament for the sake of restoration, forgiveness, healing, and God willing, reconciliation. And again, it should be no surprise that our own process of forgiveness mirrors that of Jesus on the cross. We forgive as we have been forgiven. When someone offends us, and I wrote this down because I, I wanted to, to get it exactly as it is in my thoughts. When someone offends us, there's a break in the relationship through the offense. We can now choose to one, try and gloss over the offense and pretend like nothing happened. That's sort of the attitude of, it's okay, it's cool. Or two, when someone offends us, we can grow embittered and hard-hearted. That's so often what happens when we don't walk through processes of forgiveness. We grow cold and bitter. Or three, for the sake of the hope and joy of restoration, we can honestly grieve the pain, acknowledging the hurt. Christ, I believe, chose option three. When we follow his example, having embraced grief through the acknowledgement of the pain of the offense, we can press on through lament towards the end goal of joy. Grief and lament are God-given. They're a God-given pathway to relieving relational pain and brokenness. When offense is acknowledged through biblical grief and lament, it often softens, and then sometimes it can even miraculously, through God's grace, heal. So strong, I believe, is the healing touch of true grief and lament that it can even heal the scars left on our hearts from the offenses we've experienced in the past. Three questions that I leave you with to wrestle through as we continue to process the relationship between joy and grief. First question, in what ways am I experiencing unforgiveness and offense? What unforgiveness and offense are you wrestling through? How might the practice of lament and grief help you process those emotions? And how might joy and celebration, the joy set before you in Christ, offer a new path forward? I pray along with you that that me and my family, that our church community, that in Christ we would be a people of forgiveness who receive the forgiveness of God and flow in the forgiveness of God towards others, walking through his pathways of joy and biblical lament and grief. So be blessed. Continue to wrestle through this. Amen.